Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me in Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. And my name is Aaron. The movie this week is The Incredible Mr. Limpet from 1964, directed by Arthur, <laughs> Arthur Lubin. I'm not going to, there's like 16 writers. Uh, starring. 16 writers yeah, for this movie? They had to get it right. They had to get all the war. Man, the writing room on that, on this movie, must have been. Mm-hmm. If only we could be a fly in that room, Joel. <laughs> they had to keep hiring and firing writers because this is still too sexy. <laughs> Too sexy. <laughs> Talking about fish here, for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, starring Don Knotts, Carol Cook, Jack Weston, and Andrew Duggan. But uh, who cares about them, right? Oops. Dropping the phone because I'm drunk. I'm not drunk. Had you, had you ever seen this movie before? Yes. I have oh. seen this movie before, but I will tell you, I didn't remember much. I had never seen this movie before. There were, lo- there were a lot of things left out, or at least that I guess as a young child I found not important. Uh, yeah. But as an adult, this has been a very interesting experience right. with this movie. I can see how some of this information wouldn't be pertinent to a young child. I mean, it's a better movie in your imagination. You want to see an adventure movie about, like, living under the sea with a bunch of other fish and stuff, you know. Not the Little Mermaid, but this guy's like, he was a human, he got turned into a fish kind of thing, right? That's what what you think you're getting. Instead, about, I don't know, 45 minutes in, in this 16-hour movie, uh, it's a movie for patriots. Well, you know, when you think about fish fantasies and I never think Tur- about fish fantasies. <laughs> Turning into fish. Let's just get this clear right now. <laughs> I don't think we've ever heard the word fish so many times as we've heard it since we watched this movie. It's true. Well, it- what other fish movies have we watched? I- I'm trying to think. Well, there was the mermaid movie we watched. Oh, that's true. There was, um... I don't think, I don't think there's a... You know, no, I think this is it. I don't, I, I think we kind of avoid them. I mean, the I know abyss? I'm Joel, uh, the abyss. That's at least underwater. But Joel, are you afraid of the water? I'm not afraid of the water. Oh, okay. I'm just afraid of marine life. Oh, okay. Like I don't want. I don't. The water's the ocean's big. Yeah. And there are creatures in the ocean that are much, much, much bigger than me. Oh, that's true. And the deeper you go, the more terrifying these creatures look. You're right. It's, it's as if there's like a barrier keeping us between us and them, which I. I highly agree that we should not mess with the oceans. Oh, Pacific Rim. That's the ocean. There you go. We did that movie, too. Did that movie, too? All kinds of fish in that movie, probably. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Kaijus. Kaiju fish. Kaiju fish. I have learned to have a little respect and fear for the ocean over the years. Um, 
But I started like boogie boarding and stuff as a kid pretty young. And I freaking love the ocean. I really do. And I, I think as long as you can feel safe and float and like be in a wetsuit comfortably or whatever, you don't get too cold. It can be really relaxing and fun, but but if waves get too big, that's what scares me yeah. because you can totally get thrown and hurt and run into things because of the power of the water. That's really the only thing I fear in the ocean. Get caught in a riptide or something? Yeah, you can. You can get pulled or under mm-hmm. tow or you can get like... Yeah, you can, if you're on a surfboard, you can get thrown in, your surfboard can get thrown into you, like, all those things. The only yeah. safe way to be in the ocean is totally nude. Wait, that's not what you're saying, is it? Never you heard it here uh, first. What? So tell me about these fish fantasies you're having. Oh, I wasn't having any. I'm just saying, whoever wrote this movie, this entire room of writers for this movie. Movie? We're talking about a movie? Oh, tonight? we're talking about a movie called The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Oh, he's so incredible. What's what's so incredible Well, about Mr. Limpet? He was once a man. He was once a man. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's a fish, Joel. I see. And this movie explores everything that happens between those two things. They... And more. They approach the idea of his obsession with fish pretty early on, and they they hit that note pretty hard. Yeah, and it's nonstop. Like you, <laughs> you're like, wow, this guy is obsessed with fish. Like early on, you're like, wow, this is all he ever thinks about. He's obsessed with water and fish. Well, one of the, one of this four. It songs that came from this movie is about being careful what you wish for. Oh. So when, right after he gets turned into a fish, we're supposed to be like, oh, I don't know about this situation kind of thing. And uh, no, this is like, this is exactly what Mr. Limpet wanted. Like, he doesn't want to be a human. He always wanted to be a fish. He wanted to do things with fish. I'm not going to... I gotta say what those things are. You know what I mean. Uh, but, oh my! Yeah, I mean Don Knotts as a human in the beginning of this movie, Mister Limpet, uh, incredible Mister Limpet. Not not one of those other Don Knotts movies that you like so much. Oh, Aaron, I wasn't aware that I was the world's biggest Don Knotts fan. Well, you are dressed like him almost every day. My gosh, I guess we do have very close characteristics. Thank you for revealing this secret to me. Huh? Exactly. Anyways, he is, he's unhealthily obsessed with fish. Like, seems to, like their home is apparently falling apart because he spends all their money on his aquarium. And when he talks about the fish, he's oh, they're so, they're so beautiful. And, <laughs> and I just, they're cheerful. And I just want to look at them all, all the time. What am I supposed to think? Uh... It's not a normal situation. Even at this point, Don Knotts is goofy. His character is interested in fish, which seems kind of weird. But it still doesn't feel like a kid's movie, really. Like, even in the beginning when it's, like, kind of silly and he's talking about wanting to be a fish. And it seems like... Yeah, you're you're getting the information, but at the same time, it feels a little bit like it would be slow for a kid. Absolutely. 
And there's this whole thing with his wife where it seems like he's not really that excited to hang out with his wife. He always has other plans that involve fish. And... (laughs) All my fish plans are getting delayed by my stupid wife. Totally. And there's this other guy who hangs out at the house. Yeah, George. Who I assumed was her brother until we find out later that he's not. No, it's like they they grew up together or something like that. I I mean, I don't know if we get the full story or something. He makes some comment about how there were late nights where they were playing cards and he got... That he went to sleep or something, and they were up laughing and drinking or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Mr. Limpet. Yeah, you just, we, me and your wife are hanging out while you're sleeping, buddy. Don't I, think anything weird's going on. It's just funny for that time period, I sure. feel like. Yeah. And for a kid's movie, too. Yeah, for a kid's movie, there's a lot going on They here. would have, like, two beds in movies then. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we don't even see the beds in this movie. I they think. were hanging out. They were hanging out after he fell asleep in two separate beds. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. There's plenty of room in my bed. Oh my! <laughs> say something. Say anything. Oh, you want to watch? Say anything. That's a good. Movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean. At the point where this, I feel like it's supposed to become a kid's movie is obviously when we start getting the animated sequences. Which yes. Is, the randomizer chose an animated movie for us, and this was the one it picked. And uh, I think it's pretty fun at first, you know, like he, he's getting chased by a, a shark at one point, and there's this crab guy who's crabby, as you would imagine. Oh, he's very crabby. Mm-hmm. He's he has a stash. zero friends. Crab stash. Yep, crab stash. And then uh, he rescues a a ladyfish who he names Ladyfish, and then things get very sexual, and uh, I'm just very uncomfortable with <laughs> that. And it's that's not when it stops being interesting. It's not until the whole war thing gets involved that, or it's like, oh yeah, the war. This is just not. That's right. Limpet couldn't couldn't uh, he couldn't join the military. Right. right, right, because of his glasses. Because of his glasses. Because he didn't. He, he was blind as a as a guy who wears glasses. That's right. Couldn't draft him. Him and Steve Rogers. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Nope. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like he. He wishes to be underwater. He changes into a fish. There's a little bit of a weird thing there where, like, the size, most of the transformation stuff was actually pretty cool in this. Yes. And most of the animation mixed with live action was pretty cool, too, for the time. Like, it doesn't look that bad, considering how it could have looked. And they even do a a few little tricks here and there that are, like, kind of surprisingly good with, like, the glasses and stuff. Yeah. I thought they did a really good job of trying to make it as seamless as possible. But um, the one thing I did notice was that, like, when he's talking to people, he's big. And it almost makes it seem like he didn't get much smaller. Like, that he was his body changed into a fish. Yep. But then you kind of see things 
bigger in your mind if you're imagining him his size as a fish and the other fish like his size as a fish and then the crab is like much bigger than you would think. <laughs> it's an unidentifiable species of fish, although ladyfish happens to be the same kind. I feel like he's supposed to be a smaller fish, but... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're deep sea fish. That tart where ladyfish is about to be caught by those fishermen, I mean, that's deep sea fishing, so it could could have been a larger species. Totally. Let's get let's get uh, Mr. Limpet on the phone. We'll ask him what his species is. Let's talk about fish more. Ah, oh, fish. Let's talk about fish. <laughs> no. <laughs> let's talk about spawning. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of is mentions this, of spawning. Is this the secret fifth song this of, is, the, uh, uh, of the movie? <laughs> is, uh, it's a song by. Um, <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult, right? Oh. It's a, oh, that's a good band. A fish, the fish singers. No, I mean, and they have three songs. Joel, they have more than three songs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe hits. Sure. All right. I'm not going to argue with you there. <laughs> this is a period piece movie, by the way, for the time. Yeah, it was '64 when this movie came out, right? '64. All right. But he's uh, he's fighting Nazis. It's supposed to take place during World War II. Oh. At least I hope so. Unless they were still <laughs> killing Nazis. Nazis still is what kill- they say. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it goes a little inglorious bastard. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's a plot to kill Hitler involving <laughs> Mr. Limpet. I'm sure that some kids really enjoyed this when they were younger. Oh, yeah. And I, it's... Don Knotts is a funny guy, too. He's humorous in it. And he does things that just naturally with his own, like, body. It's like physical comedy. But there were some moments where it changed over. He wants to try to help the Navy identify Nazi subs that they can't find or whatever. And it basically becomes this thing where he sends a message to the Navy about where all the warships are. And it's like just like bombing, like bombing all these ships. And yeah, that war montage. It's like it's a lot of death. (laughs) You see it. I mean, maybe if you're a kid, you see it as like a battleship sunk or whatever. But like. Each ship represents a bunch of people. And I know they're Nazis. Like It's like, yay, America, in the cartoon. But I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of death and a lot of war for kids in this movie. We don't mention it. You don't see any of these Nazis suffering or anything. We just see submarines sinking. That would be funny. Dustin. I mean, <laughs> there like water going also, up and, and we want blip. to show you them dying. <laughs> He's like looking in the window. You get what you deserve. <laughs> oh, shit. you should have, you should have sided <laughs> with America. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see a Heil Hitler now, buddies. <laughs> I have to agree. I really did enjoy some of uh, Don Knotts' uh, physical comedy in this movie. Mm. Uh, like any time he was staring into a fish tank and like, he was doing his like little fish lips thing mm-hmm. as fish at the beginning of the movie, like mm. that killed me. Uh, 
It's pretty weird. What do you guys think about the purple light, though? Like, when he starts really fantasizing about fish? Like, getting real deep, you know what I'm talking about? Like, when he's like... a sign of a psychological disorder. (laughs) 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 Like, when he's like, really like, like, just really getting into it, suddenly this like, purple light descends upon him? Like, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw this movie as a kid, that probably went over a my psychotic head break. <laughs> like, seeing it this time around, I was staring at that and I was like, "Oh no, uh, M. this M. man <laughs> needs a doctor." <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan would say that the purple is symbolic of you know the the missing uh, thing in his life, and uh, oh. every time you know we were talking how they would have separate beds, you weren't allowed to show like sexuality movies. That, that's whenever it turns purple, he has a boner. Is what I'm thinking. Purple mm-hmm. light signifies Don Knotts boner. Yeah. I gotta go kill Joel. myself now. <laughs> I I, um, I don't know if I can live now. Can we do one episode without you having to kill yourself? I just, come on. I don't know. This, one, I, this no. is it, Joel. No, I, I don't think it's think that. I mute. <laughs> I think it. it's his fairy godmother. Oh, okay. The purple fairy. I think that she, he's she's like into some crazy stuff. I think it's like when you wish upon a star, oh. and then the fairy godmother is like, I "Yes, I, I will make I you. I will make you into a fish." <laughs> All right, loser. Bippity boppity boo. <laughs> you you said that basically as much as you don't love your wife, so I guess I'll turn you into a fish. You know, so she can move on. With they don't life. try to sugarcoat that. They make it seem like. They are really unhappy in their marriage. Yeah. They're trying to make it work, but he doesn't want to be there, and she's not happy. Not yeah. And surprisingly, she doesn't hate him. Yeah. Uh, because when- I didn't get that either. Everybody thinks he's dead. Like, she is she's torn up. Like, she's yeah. you know, in mourning, obviously. Jo- George, his friend, is obviously also upset. But- um, yeah, it's but they do seem kind of vitriolic before that happens. Like she's like, can't we just have some fun and you pay attention to me? Is like, oh, but this goldfish, I love it. And he puts that goldfish into the water tank in the beginning. That's disgusting. I feel yeah. like I can't relate to anybody in this movie. Like, yeah, like for reals. <laughs> I just don't know why he thought that would be okay. Like that's drinking water. Does I, he drink from his aquarium? I guess. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm learning from this movie, guys. Oh, the flavor. That's what I'm learning from this movie. Yikes. It's yeah, he's yeah, he Troubled probably got man. Fired. Troubled man Don Knotts. The war efforts just too big. Nobody was there to help him. Nope. No. Nope. I mean there are only like five different fish in the ocean. So Oh, fair also, enough. Maybe yeah. that's why he likes fish. So if they're such a rare thing, you never see them. At You're all. right. Hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, because there's him, ladyfish, the crab, there's a shark, mm-hmm. and there's a barracuda at one point. Oh. And that's it. Not a single other fish out there, huh? No, I did, no whales. No, I didn't no. see any, did you? It's a big, vast ocean, and there's a lot of space. <laughs> it's true. The ocean is big. I got, I'll take your guys' word for it. What do you think about the animation, though? Let's talk about that for a moment. Uh, sometimes I thought it was really good, and sometimes it was just kind of like reusing shots. Like I think that um, when it was all the stuff underwater and him interacting with other cartoons, it was fine. Yeah, 
when he was like had his head sticking out of the water, I think they had to use a different kind of animation to go over the top of the live action footage, and so it looked a little a little hinky to me. Okay, okay. I mean, what you you you're the animation? Oh guy, no, as far dude. As I'm concerned. No, Tell I, me. I I, oh, I wait, hold no. on. They're playing their song. Okay, go ahead. What I'm going to tell you, Joel, is, you know, my... I'm no expert. Come on. I don't say you're an expert, but I think that you have a a keener eye for animation techniques I'm... than Sarah or I. Sarah? No, I wouldn't say that either. Uh, but what I'll tell you is uh, I felt that the animation in this movie felt very modern for the 60s. Oh, that's good. Like, like I got, like, a brief glimpse at, like, maybe an episode of, like, Spongebob Squarepants a little bit. Like, the, the, yeah. the way, the style... And may- maybe it's just that the guy was inspired by that. The, the guy who created SpongeBob might have been really inspired by this movie. Uh, in I don't know. Just that that was my my initial. My initial I could see that uh, grasp on it was I felt like the animation was very modern in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's quirky, which also makes it seem a little bit more modern. And it's it's uh, the way the characters talk to each other is funny. I I guess I like the underwater stuff a lot, but I could see if you were a kid like being bored by everything else that wasn't just the underwater stuff. Yeah. 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 It probably was cool to see live action plus animation together. I do think that they did a pretty good job of making you feel like water. (laughs) Like I honestly did feel like the sound of water, the feel of water, like, it was like being in water. That's impressive by itself. Yeah. yeah. Not the same as being, like, they can realistically make it look like you're in an ocean now in movies, but I felt like maybe I was in a pool or something. But, like, there was, like, these, like, little lighting effects every now and then mm-hmm. that they were throwing in there, too, to make, like, uh make all the blue panels kind of look like they're weight or like, you know, kind of weight mm-hmm. a little bit and stuff like that. And I really appreciated that too. Yeah. I thought the part where his head would be coming out talking to people looked kind of interesting because it looked like there was somebody else there, like yeah. taking up that area where the animation was going to go over the top of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting to see where the water like met that line oh they made don not swim in that pool you know for his part so i'm sure <laughs> get every cent we can out of get Mr. in that Knott's. water don oh, i don't know that doesn't sound like a good idea to me you know you're come a, on you're a fish now the funny man from Paying you money the andy griffith show yeah, get that funny you're the funny guy <laughs> get in the water <laughs> <laughs> and to rely on george to be the funny guy after that point yep as you say, you guys were talking about Don Knotts uh, basically being like kind of a physical comedian, you know, like he has expre- facial expressions and, and funny ways of saying things like doing putting him in an animation mode takes away most of his. Well, I think they found ways around that. With the, no. with the music, the, the the patriotic musical number <laughs> uh, that we mm-hmm. haven't discussed yet. I mean, they yes, they actually put Don Knotts which, back, which on the was fish there. Don Knotts picturing himself becoming a human again, right? And being Dressed praised as some sort of I don't even know naval colonel, yeah, being absolutely praised for his patriotic duty as a fish. He was so good at the war thing. <laughs> 
that they put his face on Mount Rushmore. As and a fish. the cover of Time Magazine. Oh, yeah. As a fish. And he was there at the Revolutionary War. <laughs> I guess. He went back in time. Never in my wildest dreams would I imagine my own head on Mount Rushmore or Time Magazine. I'm going to say I've never had any of those fantasies either. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess to each their own, some people <laughs> want to be recognized. I mean, I'm not a 1960s man, right? So I'm trying to think of, like, what things... Don't sell yourself short. Come oh, on. thank you. He wanted to be a war hero, but he yeah. was... It makes it seem like he was too weak in the beginning, and that when he becomes a fish, he has this extra power... That's another thing that's weird, is that... The sonar power? Yeah, he's the only one. (laughs) I think it's funny that they're like, oh, I can't be in the military because my vision's too bad. It's like, also, you're a 50-year-old man. Oh. I don't think he was actually 50. I don't know what they were supposed to say, his, what what his age was supposed to be in this movie. I think he's supposed to be the same age as George looks in the movie. And that character looks like he's he could be in his... His uh, late 20s, early 30s, probably in his early 30s. Right? I think we were supposed to believe that, that Don Knotts was an able-bodied, or somebody of age, of right. age, to, to, to be drafted. Yeah. So he was 19. Or something. <laughs> well, you know, 30. Maybe a little bit less. 27. I just graduated from high school. <laughs> yeah. Don Knotts just graduated from high school. Yeah, what high school did you go to? Oh, the fish high school. Fish high all school. the sexiest fish. <laughs> I, we have to talk about how much Lady Fish is just ready to get down. We really do need to discuss that for a moment. Because she almost has absolutely no other character than no, that. Right, exactly. I mean, he keeps he keeps painting her with these terms. And I, I like the fact that she's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And he has to explain himself. Like, oh, we can't we can't spawn? I'm married. She's like, we're in the ocean. I'm a fish. I don't know what marriage is, weirdo. Yeah. And even after he explains, like, no, no, I I, I belong to someone else. And she's like, oh, I understand. She still grabs his fin and is like, come on, let's go spawn. <laughs> I don't care. Um, I thought that was very strange that it was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because of all the things to just be like, well... In reality, like animals are like this. Like, why? Why pick that as the point to I think about <laughs> to make? I just think guys, I've been thinking about this a lot. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, why is this in a kids' movie? Yeah, you know, why is this? What's the- <laughs> I mean? What's the purpose? It's not like the movie was educational. It's not like we were learning about, like, oh, this is the way fish are, and the, oh, this fish can live underwater, and, and crabs can be on, you know, above the water and underwater. Yes, let, let's learn a little lesson. No, no, no. We're just... It isn't biology. I mean, I feel like, or whatever, you know. <laughs> One of the 16 writers were like, people aren't going to believe a female fish wants to do things like this. No, I just don't... <laughs> The weird, the weird thing. I really want to be in that room. Those writers. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like it's like nothing else about this movie is like science. But maybe they thought he needed 
a stronger motivator for wanting to live underwater besides the fact that he was turned uh, into a fish? I mean, he was going to do it to a fish eventually. Anyways. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, was, he was ready to do it as a human. So oh. this is, you know. You're not wrong, though. No. You're not wrong in that. <laughs> You guys are gross. <laughs> this movie is gross. <laughs> <laughs> the movie did it to us. Okay? Why is it making me think about this? And then I'm like, why am I thinking about like how fish mate and stuff? That's like, what I'm talking so about. can like, you imagine how many kids were like, "Hey, mom, what is it talking about? What does it mean? Mom, what's yeah, mean? yeah, like, I don't know." <laughs> That's what mom's answer was. <laughs> I don't know. I just keep going back to what's the target audience for this yeah. movie. I keep going back to that, and I just don't have an answer right now. Maybe it was intended for kids to not understand. And it's just fun for the whole family. I yeah. think, you know, it's like a matinee price type thing that the whole family's there. The younger kids fall asleep because it gets pretty boring. The adults are slightly entertained, and and the uh, you know the people who are more patriotic are like yeah, I guess that's true. It is just kind of like a shotgun blast of different uh, different things. The Navy, quick, we need some patriotism. We need we need we got to use the stock footage of like ships and stuff. Quick, <laughs> quick, let's make a fish story. Oh, I know. Uh, it, was, it was just a straight fish story. But Bob kept trying to make it a sexy fish story. So you know what? Now it's a Navy story. Okay, now it's a Navy story. We're even going to insert a part where the Germans yep. are talking about Das Limpet. Das Limpet. And making a plan. They they make a, a microphone uh, missile or uh, right. a torpedo. That when Nazi he does, scientists. We didn't talk about Mr. Limpet does this special lion sound that I tried to imitate earlier. That, Can you make that sound for us again, Joel? Uh, no, I can't. It was one time thing. I Hold think on. it's like... Huh? It's like... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess oh. kind, of, kind of more of a honk. But yeah, it's like a sonar, like uh, it's not a sound a fish makes. I think it's supposed to be like um, dolphin, like or yeah, like a whale call or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but he's like he's like shattering rocks and. Destroying, destroying Nazis with it. You know, he's he's like freaking uh, Sean Cassidy under the water. I was gonna say it's like a secret House Atreides weapon. Oh yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, limpet is a killing word. <laughs> limpet is the killing word. <laughs> what was that Sega game with the dolphin? Echo. Echo. Yeah. Did you guys play that? Not until I was older, and I I didn't I didn't get the appeal. I, I didn't grow up with a Nintendo. Oh, it's a Genesis game. I had a Sega Genesis. That's what it was. It was a yeah. Genesis game. So I had you a Sega played Genesis. Echo of the Dolphin? Yeah, I played Echo of the Dolphin. Okay, so... It's incredibly hard. Yeah. The game is not easy. You're a big Echo head, you'd say? Uh, no. Because I'm not very good at that game. <laughs> King of the Echoes? I would play it, though. You're like, it was how, like... How come I can't spawn in this game? It was like... Oh. oh. Now you're making me sound like I'm the target audience for Incredible Mr. Limpet. Wait, do I Dolphins quickly need to change this. <laughs> quickly. Well, you were telling us about your fish fantasies earlier. Oh, huh? no, I wasn't. Why did it? This, yeah, this podcast has to end now. 
I don't need to hear about animals mating. <laughs> All I can tell you about Echo the Last Dolphin is it's like playing a Lisa Frank sticker book. Nice. Oh, There's lots of colors. Yeah. That's it's cool. Fun. It's real fun. It's a very challenging game, though. I didn't have the hand-eye coordination for it. I would die all the time. Mm-hmm. It seemed interesting. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it seemed it. pretty. Yeah. Nice concept. Totally. It's no Sonic the Hedgehog, though. I also was, like, reminded of Flipper by this movie. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Flipper and uh, Francis the Talking Mule. Yeah, all those talking animals. And last year, like... Mr. Red. (laughs) I'm trying to think of another movie where a person turns into an animal that can talk. It's Detective Pikachu, right? I haven't seen that yet. Me neither, but he's he's a Pikachu who can talk. I gotta check to see if that's Flipper was like 1964 too. Which one? Flipper. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The the country had a fish fever. I guess, I guess there was one writer that was like, "We need to talk more about fish." I'm gonna get my fish agenda. <laughs> now, is it is it opposing studios? Was was there was there like uh, someone in between, like making deep phone calls at night? Like, hey, we got it. We got to stop the, these Warner Brothers people with their their their, their Don Knotts vehicle. I haven't quickly. seen Flipper, but Flipper. I feel like Flipper is like a combination uh, beach movie and animal. It's a TV show. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, was it a TV show? Yeah. Uh, oh. Well, there's a movie, too, isn't there? Like I feel in the like... 90s? Yeah, later yeah, on. Mm. I feel like Mr. Ed is more like this, because it's, like, more goofy, like, talking to an animal that's more goofy. Right, right. Biting Darren from Bewitched. But this is, this is about patriotism. Yes. Here's your phone, Joel. No! Yeah, this is one patriotic fish, though. This is one hero's journey. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, though. The ocean was not very heavily populated. There was, like, moments where suddenly the fish was in peril because fish showed up and knocked his glasses off. Uh, For the most part, it's just, like, uh, one boy fish, one lady fish, and one real grumpy crab. You know what? They should have had in here, you know, when that part, when his, he gets his glass knocked off, mm. he should have been like, ooh, barracuda. I almost did that earlier when you said there was a shark and a barracuda. I almost went, ooh, barracuda. <laughs> That's what we need. We need that kind of content. Thank you. <laughs> if you hear a song in your head. Put it on the microphone. That's what I try to do anyway. So, yes. Okay. More of that. More of that. Thank you, Joel. Yeah. I mean, it's it's no Hawk the Slayer song, but... Hey, okay. Heart is pretty awesome. Oh, of course. Heart is amazing. Yeah. Better than these songs. Well, <laughs> I, mean, there's the, I wish I was a fish. That's right. <laughs> if you are unfamiliar with the movie... Don't go to YouTube and watch the official trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a guy who I guess may, must have been like a, a radio host or a disc jockey or something like that. And to me, he just sounded like he was drunk. It was like, <laughs> I, just, I know you haven't listening to me on the radio. But, uh, this is a very entertaining movie. And I even got that record. 
It's about fish. Is <laughs> <laughs> an aquatic fantasy? Aquatic, and they put me underwater. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, the trailer did make me laugh really hard. Laura. <laughs> <laughs> This like, the like, fact that we have we have a radio we have a radio uh, um, personality discussing the album before we even see any trailer footage. Yep. Like this is this is the, <laughs> the trusted voice in America. It's not like, <laughs> like the, the vice president coming on the screen yeah. is going to be like this is this is an excellent movie and I recommend all Americans see it. It kind of makes me want to see other trailers from the nineties. <laughs> Of yeah, kid movies to see, like you know. Yeah, there's other ones. Is this like, like a? Is this a uh, common practice? Maybe it's he's so talking weird. to the parents in the audience or <laughs> yeah. something. That's true. Like, let me ex- I'll explain to you why you should take your kid to see this movie. It, it played before, like the Apple Dumpling Gang or something like that. Like, yeah. Let me tell you about another great movie. <laughs> I feel like the song, the I wish I was a fish, is like. It reminded me of that song in Gigi, Thank Heaven for Little Girls. <laughs> it's like, Thank Heaven for Fish. <laughs> Listen, one of those Thank songs heaven is a creep, a creep song, and the other fish. one is, is just weird. <laughs> I'll let you pick which one you think is the, the creep one and which one's the weird one. But Thank Heaven for Little Fish. Yeah, uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep want to go back to Ladyfish. There's a part where uh, they're talking about their species. So they, they talk about their species, although they don't identify it. And uh, she's like, oh, the the male of the species just leaves after the mating season is done. And, you know, there's no... That's why there's so few of us in the ocean. And Mr. Olympic goes, oh, well, you don't have to worry about that. Like, what am I supposed to know? He's going against nature, Joel. I guess, but I think he. What he's saying, well, it's an innocent message. He just yes. means that he's going to be with her till the end. That's right, right? Devotion. It doesn't mean he just wants to get it on for the rest of his life. I, you see, I didn't catch that. I just thought he was being very devoted. No, he wants to get it on. Oh, for the rest of his life. He's put into the middle of this thing where he's like, what do I do? And then he's like, I need to talk to my wife. And after all the Nazis are dead and he's a war hero. <laughs> well, he, wins, he wins the war. He, he wins the war. They give him a badge. <laughs> Hitler, Hitler gives up. And there's a commendations <laughs> made his wife gets a pension and whatever else. And then he talks to his wife, and you don't really know exactly what he's going to say. They don't really make it clear, but then when he goes up, you're like, oh, he has no intention of going back. Right. Nope. It's kind of a, like, I thought that moment was touching, you know, because he, she's talking about, like, I'm so, I'm, she basically says, I'm, I'm so glad you're happy, Right. Like, I, I think you're going to have a better life. And he's like, oh, are you doing okay? And she's like, yeah, yes, I am. Because it's implied that she's with George now. So they're right. they're happy together. And uh, she gives him a new, a new pair of glasses. Because the Nazis, the Nazis took his. No, I don't. I, don't I thought that scene was pretty rad myself, actually. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very strange. <laughs> I mean, it was a problem that they were 
gonna have an issue trying to solve no matter what they did with it. But it's an odd situation to try to make a kid understand, too, that sometimes, like, families don't work out and, like, a husband might want to go live underwater instead of with his wife or something and oh wow i didn't really put that together but you're totally right okay we we've been talking about bob in the screenwriting room and his fish agenda <laughs> but across the table was larry who was like there has to be closure this was a man and his wife get his lever I think he makes it seem like he's going to try and transform himself back. I was thinking he might transform himself back somehow. Well, I figured he wanted, he wanted, because, you know, he had that dream of, like, gaining all the exposure and the credit and, like, getting all the, Mm -hmm. you know, getting his face on Mount Rushmore, that the end goal was to become a man once again. Yeah. But I guess he decided uh, otherwise. Yeah, and then it made it seem like he just fell in love with that other fish, and that, like, he really enjoyed being a fish, so he was just gonna try and, like, gently break up with his wife as easily as they could, or whatever. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I respect that they didn't have this, like, horrible fight, but at the same time, it was a pretty weird situation to have to break down there. And I still don't really, I didn't feel like, oh, everything's happy now at the end. I also think it's kind of weird that they have him so involved with the ladyfish right before he goes to talk to his wife. Like, she's literally under the water next to him. And she's, like, pulling on his tail. I know. Like, what the hell are you doing? Come back down here so we can spawn already. Jeez. But, like... That's kind of weird to me that, like, he didn't even take a private moment to, like, talk to his wife just one-on-one. Yeah. And that, like, George was there and everything. I don't know. The whole thing was weird. But I guess it would have been weird no matter what they did, because at that point, he was a man living as a fish. Yeah. Didn't know how to go back home. No, no, really. Yeah. It was weird to me. The whole thing was weird. It's a weird movie. Yeah, it's a weird movie for sure. And on, honestly, I don't, I don't even like uh, feel like I would recommend people watch the movie because <laughs> I, I do. Well, I, I think that it's a bit too, it, it's a bit overly long. And oh, it's, okay. It's kind of boring, and you know, so, so I had fun watching it in a group here. But yeah. even, even with you guys there, I was like, okay, come on, we're. we're on a battleship. Okay. I see what you're saying. So for your for your modern sensibilities, the sixties movie just went on a little too long. Yeah. There's okay. more more interesting I'm sure there's more interesting Fishman movies out there. Well yeah. I'm sure the creature like from the, the Black Lagoon. Aquaman or okay. Well Aquaman yeah. I liked the animation and everything in this. It would be something I feel like I would see being like ironically played in a bar or something. Without any, like, explanation or sound. Totally. Sushi. <laughs> I feel like it's the kind of thing you'd see without a context and be like, what in the hell is this? I didn't sign up for any fish funkiness. Well, I disagree, Joel. I think this movie should be seen. Far and uh, wide? Well... I just think that people need to experience uh, more uh, fish romance in their life. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's think weird, that's true at it's all. It's a weird movie. 
it's a weird movie. Yes. And I think mm-hmm. I think that that needs to be expressed. I mean, we didn't get to the bottom of who is it for besides fish fetishists. Mm. And even them, I don't think they're going to enjoy it because they'll be like, what is this cartoon crap? Give me the real gills. It's my imitation of a fish fetishist. Come on, guys. Put a starfish on my... Well, anyways. Oh, my. Uh, this is a this is a tangent. I'm ready. Um, take me away. So Don Knotts, I know him more from the Andy Griffith Show For and Free's sure. yeah. Company. And this is just like a moment. I looked through some Three's Company stuff because we were joking around. Sometimes we have GIF battles, GIF battles. We do just between each other. And after we saw this movie, there was a lot of Don Knotts and fish ideas in our heads. And, um, yeah, it just made me remember being a kid and be like, wow, John Ritter was freaking hilarious. And I miss him. And Don Knotts was hilarious, too. And always making lots of goofy faces. And, um, yeah, so I think Don Knotts is a super funny guy and just as a tangent three's company (laughs) was funny sometimes uh, my nephew uh levi kind of resembles a little bit of an opie right now oh really he's got this really bright red hair and freckles and so my sister's been showing them the annie griffith show a little bit and uh yeah yeah so Kind of a weird parallel that's happened while watching this this incredible Mr. Limp in my life right now. Yeah. So, fish? Did you guys ever have fish? <laughs> no. No. My pa- Before, prior to my existence, my dad kept a little bit of an aquarium. Mm. But uh, once I showed up, they kind of... Uh, you didn't watch it. He could tell. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't have said anything. Keep you out of the fish. I shouldn't have said anything at all. It's okay. I understand. There's there's help for people. <laughs> I had fish. Um, oh, cool. I had um, Japanese fighting fish for a while. Oh, cool. Named Boo Boo. And I would sing to it. Boo Boo? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And... Um, one of my good friends growing up worked at a fish store, and I learned a lot about fish that I never knew. That's and, cool. Um, and I got to walk through aisles of aquariums a lot, looking at all the different types of fish. And my dad had a huge aquarium, and I had a softshell water turtle for many years whose name was Toto. Nice. Boo-boo and Toto? Yes. And Lil Riri. I had a big Oscar fish once, too, when I was younger. My dad had a huge Oscar. Really? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. He's so big. Like I guess he was like feeding it dog food and stuff. Like It was huge. You'd Sweet. probably be afraid of those, so I won't show you a picture. Yeah, that's okay. That's why we don't have fish <laughs> in the world. But my softshell turtle used to hunt fish. Like, if we put a small feeder fish into the water, mm-hmm. it was crazy to watch him hunt. He was pretty ferocious and i didn't yeah i don't like that part of the circle of life i don't like to watch animals eat other animals but he was a cool turtle that's awesome yeah cool turtles.com so 
Who's the movie for? <laughs> I'm sorry. I think this was, uh, as I mentioned earlier, they they were trying World different audiences. World War Two veterans. Yeah, no, no. Currently, <laughs> I mean, you want to oh. show it to a World War Two veteran today? Uh, I think I think for people who enjoy weird movies, Joel, if you enjoy a weird movie. Okay, so just Adam. <laughs> oh, hey Adam! Thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, yeah, definitely Adam. Okay, maybe Scott. Hey Scott. Well, Scott likes Scott likes a, a wide range of movies. I'm sure he, does. he probably he probably has even seen this before. I bet know? he has. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. People who are into movies that have partly animated, partly live action. All right, I, but I feel like you could. Yeah, if you were into the animation, you could just like see a couple of clips of it. And, uh, you know, if you wanted to do that, I feel like the perfect audience for this movie, and you can quote me. Is a child who is sick, homesick from school, because ah. it'll put them to sleep at a certain point, and that's how I feel like I saw this movie when I was a kid. Because I, I, you asked that at the beginning of the podcast. I had seen this movie before. So you're saying potentially the Princess Bride could have gone a different way. Grandpa just puts on the Incredible Mr. Limpet and leaves the room. Yeah, Grand Grandpa was real hungover that day. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do not, you? I don't have the time or the patience. To read a book to this kid is a VHS copy. <laughs> Do you think that this uh, affected your young impressionable mind? This is the reason why I'm afraid of fish. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, but I don't. I do know one of the reasons why I'm afraid of marine life is because of the movie The Sword and the Stone. Really? Yeah, because there's that those, transformation scene. There's parts where they're underwater with yeah. the fish. That terrifying barracuda. Oh, okay. Uh, I get you. That scene is terrifying. I get you. <laughs> anyway, enough about me. Uh, anything else you guys want to say? All I got to say is the uh, Merlin coming back with the Hawaiian shirt on is like my uh, dream come true power yeah. power image. It's your avatar. Myself, my avatar. Well, you did say send me to Bermuda. Send me to Bermuda. Bermuda. Bermuda shorts. That's Bermuda. right, man. Bermuda? Yep. Bahamas? Um... Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to read the outro stuff. You guys think of a lesson you learned from the incredible Mr. Limpet. It better be a patriotic. No, it doesn't have to be a patriotic <laughs> lesson. Yeah. Could just be a lesson about. Uh, I don't know. Don't put, don't put fish in the water. Tank. All I'm saying is I'm excited to hear your lesson, Joel. No, I, I, I guess I better come up with one. Uh, hey, listener, if you want to write in a suggestion or a comment, you can message us on please don't podcast at gmail.com or. On Facebook, facebook.com slash P-D-S-M-I-O-S. If you have a few bucks you want to send our way, uh, we have a coffee site at ko-fi.com slash P-D-S-M-I-O-S. Um, all those links are in the show notes. Uh, and when you look at the notes on iTunes, that is. Uh, let's see, what else do I say? I say things like um, special thanks to <laughs> David DeRoy for the theme music. Jed Dowdry for a podcast local. To listeners and friends, thank you very much for your continued support. Thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you guys. Oh, I just remembered something. Uh, so it's it's come up recently that uh, our our uh, movies can you know you can buy our our episode. Uh, like if you want us to watch a certain movie, I, I believe previously I said you can give us twenty dollars or something like that. Uh, I need to rephrase that. You give Joel twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Adam for sliding me a a, a, 
uh, valued at twenty dollars uh, Dungeons and Dragons book for uh, for an upcoming episode. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. We really appreciate you. Thank yes, we you. We also appreciate uh, second edition psionic books too. Thank you. Oh, of course, absolutely. Thank you, sir. So, a lesson, Aaron, that you learned from Fishman, incredible fish, fishy dude. Well, you know, I think uh, what I learned from this movie, Joel, is that this could be a perfect romantic date. You could you could compare this with a nice wine, and then maybe follow it up with a, a classier movie like uh, The Shape of Water, for example, to have your ultimate, uh, you know, fish fantasy. Oh, yeah. fish yeah. fantasy evening. It's a logical conclusion. I think that's what I learned. I, I, you know why this is this is a good drive-in movie because you can ignore most of the movie and do whatever you're going to do in the drive-in. You know? Yep. Oh yeah. Good yeah. point. Bring the whole family, Sarah. Uh, the lesson I learned: don't drop your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good lesson. Yeah, last week I uh, was rushing out the door and I, I I slammed my foot into a metal grate and I, I actually like landed flat on my face. My glasses flew. That's when I learned that lesson, not from this one. Oh, man, I'm glad you're okay, Joel. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I just kind of scraped my, my hands up, but that's not, fun. that's not fun when you're a grown-ass adult. No, that's not fun at all, especially I'm assuming you had an entire day ahead of you. Yeah, when this when this occurred, like I mean, I was in I was in a hurry to get someplace because I didn't realize I I was supposed to be there yeah. by a certain time, and so I was like, yeah, getting scraped up for it, and then I just had to like grab my stuff quickly and just oh, keep on walking. So man, been there, I've been there. But my glasses would like they feel like they're attached to the side of my head, but I guess with enough <laughs> enough force, they'll just zing, woo, landed on some other person that was like, I could see, I'm like give me those back. <laughs> <laughs> You're a grand old flag, you're a high-flying flag, and forever in peace may you wave. You're the emblem of the land I love, the home of the free and the brave. Every heart beats true for the red, white, and blue, where there's never a boast or a brag. Should all acquaintance be forgot? Keep, keep your eye on the grand old flag. Uh, patriotism sucks. That's the <laughs> wow. So close to the Fourth of July, too, guys. I'm sorry, that's wow. what I learned. That's what I was movie. thinking. Happy Fourth of July! Oh yeah, we watched a patriotic movie right around Independence Day. It's not patriotism doesn't suck. It's just kind of been. Uh, in this country, it's kind of been capsized, taken over in a in, in a negative tone. And I gotta say, it's good it's good to support your country. It's good to to especially to support the military. Believe in that kind of stuff like that. But if here's what I learned: if you get turned into a fish, yes, you don't have to do human things anymore. You can spawn with any lady fish you want. <laughs> I mean, it's a good lesson, Joel. It's a good lesson. I can't believe they jumped right into that. Like, yeah. We haven't we haven't even talked about whether or not he can do everything a fish can do. Oh yeah, he's like part. He's like a weird subset Hybrid. species that can make weird sounds no other fish can make. <laughs> I mean, based on the way he was acting as a human, I'm not even sure he ever consummated his marriage. So, oh, 
I guess you could read into that that way, couldn't you? I just, uh, I don't know. It would be. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for spawn, uh, listening to us. Oh. Uh, bye. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Uh, bye. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Ladyfish. Ladyfish. <laughs> the movie this week is Ladyfish. Oh, <laughs> appropriately named. Yeah. <laughs> the movie this week is this week. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Oh, the I movie, think I know. The movie. The movie. I don't. The-